What's up, runners? Welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm your host, B Lit. As a running coach, I realized how many runners really wanted to know how to make themselves better and they had no idea how to get there. So here I am to help out any athlete who wants to know more about the sport of running. From the lifelong runner to the brand new runner, there's always something to learn here on the Let's Run Fit podcast. So runners mark, let's go. Hey runners, welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and tuning in with me today. Today we're going to be talking about the different race distances that you can run at most local races. Now this is not going to encompass every single race that might come because there's always an oddball here and there, but it's going to be the majority of the most common ones. So let's sprint right in, shall we? With local races, first let's talk about where they come from. These are going to be local race series, meaning that there's a race director, which is the person who plans the race, and they'll normally have multiple races a year, but every once in a while there is going to be a charity fundraiser here and there. That also happens that'll be the only race that happens at that particular location. Unfortunately, depending on where you live in the world, it's really going to determine how many races you really do have available to you. I'm very lucky that we do have a lot of races here pretty much year-round since we are a tourist town, so we can find at least one race a month, normally 5Ks at the most, but there are some 10Ks and half marathons and even a marathon that comes through this area. So it just really kind of depends. I know other places like where my sister lives, you got to drive a good 30 minutes absolute minimum, if not an hour, to get to a single 5K race. So it really does depend on where you live, how many races are going to be available to you. Luckily, we do have virtual race options now where you can run a race kind of virtually at home on your own time. You set your own kind of course and do your thing and you still get the medal as if you were there in person, but everybody's different depending on how you look at it. The best part about running though is that even if you do not have races available to you in your town, You don't have to race to be a runner. So do not feel like the sport cannot be for you if you know you live somewhere that doesn't have races. There is no rule book stating that you have to be racing to be a runner. Even if you have races available to you and simply choose not to run them, you are no less of a runner than someone who toes the line at every single race that comes their way. Another good thing about our sport is you do not have to run the entire race To be a runner, even if you decide to sign up for a local 5K and it's your first one or your hundredth one, whatever it is, if you want to walk the entire thing, go for it. So many people will walk the races. My most recent 10K, there was someone who walked the entire thing. And you know what? She freaking killed it. She did amazing because she crossed that finish line with a smile on her face. It's all based off what works best for you. Remember, there is no rule book about running and racing, so you can do what works best for you and your body and where you are at that point in time. So now, into the actual race distances themselves. Local races are normally 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathon, and full marathons. Those are going to be our focuses for today. The only other sort of kind of common one would be maybe a 15K, but they're not very common. They're very rare. I only know of one of them anywhere near me, but, you know, they are there. But we're going to focus on the main four. Each distance is measured in meters due to universal running. You know, pretty much all of the world but the U.S. uses meters as their distances, so meters and kilometers. So they all do have that kind of number, so 5 kilometer, 10 kilometer, but they all do translate to miles, and they pretty much double in distance as they go. So if you're running a 5K, you're doing a 3.1 mile race. A 10K is a 6.2 mile race. 
15Ks, if they throw in there, it's just a 9.3 mile race. You just add another 3.1 in there. If you run a half marathon, that's where it doesn't go exact anymore. That one is going to be a 13.1 mile race. Those are my personal favorite distance. And then we have the full marathon, which is a 26.2. Now, the uncommons, they kind of keep going. You can get into ultra marathons, which is anything that is further than a 26.2 mile race. Those people are absolutely amazing. Like, 26.2 miles to me is still difficult. I am trying to work my body to be able to do that distance. And there are people who go further than that. There are people who do 100 mile races. Like it's absolutely crazy. And kudos to any person listening to this that has ever done a marathon and even more to anyone who's done more than a marathon. So with these different distances, going back to the distances themselves, what's beautiful is that Nothing says that you have to check all four of those boxes to be a runner. You can only run 5Ks for the rest of your life if that's what you want. If 5Ks are your favorite distance, run them 5Ks and enjoy it and try to get those personal record PRs or you know do one without stopping to walk one time if that's what you want to do or whatever it is. I know someone who literally dances the entire one sometimes just because it's fun. There's a guy that actually goes to all the run Disney races that literally runs the races like Jack from Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it's just whatever feels best to you and you can make it fun. And that's what I love is that you can go any distance and be a runner. I know people who have never run a 5k who have only run full marathons. And I know people like myself who's trying to work up the distances but just can't quite get there. It's just all for you. If you are someone who has not run one of these races before, you do need to know that every single one has a different type of pacing plan. A pacing plan is essentially how you kind of measure the speed that you go out to make sure that you have enough energy to get through the entire thing. And I'll have a days where we kind of go through more detailed explanation of pacing plans and kind of really explain how to do it. But for today, we're just going to kind of tell you that it's just how fast you go out. How quickly do you go out from the start to the finish? So when you're doing a 5K, you go out quick from the start and you pretty much hold that pace the entire time the best you can. A lot of people still do a negative split. A negative split means you start off slower than you end. I always aim for that. I have been unsuccessful in every aim for a 5K. I don't know why 5Ks, my brain cannot negative split. Give me to a 10K or half marathon, I can have a perfect negative split. But for some reason, a 5K, that second mile just kills me every single time. And I'm working on it because I even still have to make improvements. But you do have to go out fast, which is why 5Ks are my personal least favorite distance because I have learned to enjoy that slow, peaceful, beautiful run of that half marathon. But, you know, one of my best friends, the 5K is her favorite distance. It's what she loves to do. So it just, again, it depends on what you like. She likes to go fast and stay fast. And that is fantastic. When you get into these longer distances, though, you do have to start to slow down a little bit. Because if you go out as fast as you would in a 5K, in a 10K, or a half marathon, you are going to burn out. So you have to be able to reserve those resources inside of you to be able to make sure that you can get through this entire race. If you do go out for a 10K or a full marathon or a half marathon at the same pace that you go out for your 5K, something isn't lining up. That either means you are running your 5K way too slow and you need to speed that 5K up because you should not be able to go your 5K pace for an entire 10K. Or it means, like I said just a while ago, 
that you're going to burn out and end up having to slow down pretty quickly in that race. More than likely, if you're going at your 5K pace about 3.1 miles in, you're going to be dead and you're going to have to slow it down. So you really have to make sure that you are conserving resources to get through that entire race. When it comes to the resources themselves, that all comes from the fuel that you have in your body. So the most important part is how much are you going into this race with being your pre-workout meal. Your pre-workout meal should be mostly carbohydrates, easy to digest ones, especially if it's very close to the start of your race itself. Mine normally consists of, if it's a longer race, like a bagel, something that'll last a little longer. For those short races, I'll do just like a pack of gummy bears or something, just very small, very simple, that can digest quickly. A lot of this fueling also comes the day before as well, because if you eat very low carb the day before, you're not going to have anything in those muscles stored to be able to get you through this five. 5K or 10K or half marathon. So you've got to make sure that your fueling starts before. When you want to start worrying about the fueling that comes inside the run itself, so that intra run fuel, that's not going to really become a thing until about the 10K to the half marathon, depending on your speed. Because if you know that you're going to be running for more than 90 minutes, you need to have some fuel in you. Your body can really only store glycogen, which is how the sugars are stored in your muscle for about 90 minutes. It's not exact. Some people a little bit more, some people a little bit less. It just, you know, it's about 90. So if you can run a 10K in less than 90 minutes, then you don't have to worry about fueling. But if you know you're going to take about an hour and a half to do that 10K, you're going to need to have some type of fuel along the way, especially in those longer races. There are people who can run a half marathon in less than 90 minutes. Those people are fantastic. So they don't really have to worry about it as much. They probably still do, but they don't have to worry. They're not going to hit what's called the wall, which is when you run out of glycogen and suddenly your legs feel like they are filled with lead. If you are someone who does take more than 90 minutes to do your half marathon, and no shame, hey, hi, I'm just like you. I'm the same thing. It takes me about two and a half hours. So I have to worry about fueling. Some people have to fuel a little bit sooner than others, depending on how their body burns that glycogen. It just, again, it depends. I start obviously well before that 90 minute mark because I know how my body reacts. If I don't start fueling within that first 15 minutes of my half marathon, I am going to hit that wall at about that 10-ish mile mark. And then those last couple miles just drag. So I learned that the faster I fuel within my race, the better I feel throughout the race. And that's just me personally. Some people can wait a little bit longer. Some people, you know, have to go even sooner than I do. It just all depends on who you are and what works best for you. How you feel, again, depends on you. I personally feel my half marathons mostly by having some type of a sports drink in my actual hydration pack that stays on my back. Others people just would rather just have gels and water. Others prefer like shoes and gummies. Do not worry. There will be an episode all about intra-run fuels one day if you are not sure where to start and you think it is time. So do not stress that it's coming very, very soon. You just all have to choose what fits your stomach, what fits your run, and what fits your body. Going back to the actual race distances themselves, I kind of went off on a little rant about fuel there, but it's because it's just so important. You have to remember that every single race is going to have its pros and cons. Like I mentioned before, 5Ks for me are my least favorite. 5Ks hurt the entire race for me. And I'm all about those longer races, like the half marathon. Like I mentioned, the half marathon is my favorite. It is a great ride. You're looking at beautiful places most of the time. I've had a couple half marathons and some very 
let's call it less than ideal things to look at or smell. <laughs> but, you know, half marathons for me are much slower. So I don't feel that pain until like that last mile when I really kick it in to finish strong. So it only hurts for like a mile instead of the full three miles. And I don't know why, but if you're knowing you're going out the gate to run 13 miles, when you get to mile three, you still feel great. While like mile three of a 5k feels like torture to me. It's just, it's crazy how that goes. And that's including my training runs. When I go outside knowing I'm going to run a 10 mile run, I feel great. But if I know I'm just going to run two miles, one mile feels like it takes forever. It just really just, and it's one of those mental things. But that's why I like the half marathon is because it is just slow and peaceful and doesn't have that pain. Other people, on the other hand, though, they can't fathom going for so long. They would rather just fly out the gate and get it done. I know people who physically know that they have zero interest in ever running a half marathon. They think it hurts the whole time and that it's just terrible. It's all based off personal preference. And you just have to go out there and do it to see what you can do. In my case, I started only planning on running 5Ks because I thought 5Ks was a crazy distance and I'd never go further. And then I started doing them. I was getting better at them. A local 10K came up and I was like, hey, let's try it. And I went and did a 10K and it was like, not that bad. I mean, I PR'd in the first half on the first 5K of my 10K because I didn't know how to pace. So I should say the first half wasn't that bad. The second half was torture because I had burned myself out very, very quickly on that. But again, I learned and I've never made that mistake again. And I took 10 minutes off my 10K the next time I tried it. So it's all just going on the best pace for you and what feels best. And you are so much stronger than you ever believe you would be. Because like I said, I started thinking 5Ks were crazy. That's what I dreamed. They would just be this ridiculous distance, but I did it and I did it well and I kept going. And now I'm shooting for that full marathon one day. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know when my true next attempt is going to be, but I know it's going to happen. I kept training. I caught the bug. I kept going for those longer distances. And I still have time to keep climbing that ladder. And so do you. Even if you are, you know, in your 60s and you've never run a 5K, sign up for one if there's one local and you want to. There isn't an age limit. And the best part is about these races is that when it comes to the actual awards, there are so many more awards than just the first person who crosses that finish line in each gender. There are going to be age group awards for every either five to 10 years, depending on where you're at and how big the race is. There's going to be the masters. There's going to be the grandmasters. So masters is over 40. I believe grandmasters is over 60. Don't quote me on that one because it's different depending on where you're at. But normally it's around 60. So there's so many ways that you can still be competitive and still be awesome. I know that my personal running is never going to win an overall award unless I just happen to run a really, 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 really tiny race. I just know that's not who I am. I didn't have the genetics for that, nor do I have the kind of training you know, plan that I actually execute for that because I don't want to run that number of miles and to get that. I want to run and enjoy every run. And I do me. I can get an age group medal here and there. It just really depends. I'm normally really, really good at getting fourth place and second place. Have more of those two than anything else. But it just depends on what race you're in. So go out there. Go try. Don't feel down on yourself just because you think that you're going to come in last place. Because I promise we cheer so loud for the person in last place because you still beat 7.8 billion people who didn't show up for a race that day. You're still freaking amazing. And we cheer and we clap and we'll run in with you and we're so happy for you. And we save you a banana at the finish line 
We don't eat them all. Don't worry. They're still there. So go out, do the thing, sign up for the race. Just sign up for it. If you know you want to do it, just sign up. You'll be amazed at what just putting a date on your calendar can do for your motivation to get out there and train and believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself right now, know that I believe in you and I know you can do this and I'm cheering for you every step of the way. Thanks so much runners for spending time with me and listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. I always love to hear from my listeners. And if you want more Let's Run Fit in your life, find me on Instagram at Let's Run Fit with Be Lit. Until next time, runners. The information in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please always consult a medical professional if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The Let's Run Fit podcast is not liable for risk or issues associated with using or acting upon the information in this podcast.